0: Singing God's people with your host, Dennis Beard. The revelation of Jesus is what God is doing now throughout the land, throughout the world, that all may know Him, from the least to the greatest. For the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. We have been off track for so many years in traditional, denominational Protestant religion, that there's three persons in one God rather than one person in the Godhead, and Jesus being that person whose expressed image of this singular one person. So, God is using judgments now to get us to turn and return to the living God, the true God, eternal life. Now, some of the things that Jesus said, there we have to understand that to the natural mind there's going to sound like more than one. In Isaiah 43.10, for instance, it says, you are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord. Now we know the Lord is a self-existent, eternal, invisible Spirit of God that is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent everywhere. Then he goes on and says, and my servant whom I have chosen. Now, to the natural mind, that would be another person. How be it, when we listen to what, and heed what, Our Lord said, God himself, he said of himself, he says that you may know, that is, have full knowledge, and believe me, I believe God, not the uh, seminaries or uh, the various doctrines out there uh, in, in Christianity, but believe God and understand. He wants us to have the understanding of the Godhead. And he states very simply there in Isaiah 43.10, that you are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand I am he. Now that servant is chosen. The word is sent. The word and the spirit, which is the father, are one and the same spirit. The father is the spirit. The word is spirit. And the Holy Ghost is spirit. There's only one spirit there. There's various functions of that spirit different offices But it's one spirit and that is the primary Understanding of God that God is a spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth There's one body one spirit Ephesians 4 tells us not two Not three and one. There's one spirit and the expression of that spirit, is the Word. He expresses himself, his thought, plan, purpose, and will with the Word, the Logos. But we know that 1 John 5, 7 says there's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Not Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, because that'd be an eternal sign. There's no such thing. It's the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, which these three are three different functions or different, three different titles of the Holy Ghost. There are three different offices. That is, the Father's administrative office of the Spirit. The Word is the expression office of the Spirit, revealing the thought, plan, purpose, and will of God. The Holy Ghost is the power office of the Spirit of God, one and the same. Now notice that Jesus said, He that believeth on me does not believe on me, but on him that sent me. Now, how can that be? Because in Isaiah forty three ten, God states, You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen. He chose that servant. He sent the word to make it flesh, to reveal himself as Emmanuel, God with us, not son of God with us, God with us. And that brings to pass his prophecy, That to us, a child is born, a son is given, a government shall rest upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, the Counselor, the Mighty God, not the Mighty Son of God, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, not the Everlasting Son, the Prince of Peace. That's Isaiah 9, 5, and verse 6. The Wonderful is used only of God, full of wonder. Counselor, of course, is God, and the mighty God, not the mighty Son of God, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, not the everlasting Son. The Son of God is the everlasting Father. It's very simple when you simply believe God. In Isaiah forty-three ten, uh, 10, to the natural mind, there sounds like there are two persons, two individuals that make up that spirit, but that's just not so because God said himself you are my witnesses, the true witnesses of God. Thus saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen. He chose that servant that you may know and believe me and understand. I am he, and he tells you how. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. Say thou that I am God thy Savior, the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Isaiah 43, 10 through 15. Now God's Uh, returning that revelation, that faith to those that are seeking Him with a diligently and a full heart, seeking God with all their heart. And the ones that do now are seeing a deeper revelation of God and not only His person, but the work, the work that He's doing and the work of the ministry that He's calling His body for now. Notice that Jesus said in... uh, John 9, he states, Jesus answered neither about which one had sinned. The man born blind was he or his father sinned that this man was born blind. And Jesus said, neither hath this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Now the works of God, Now, what are the works of God? Well, that's heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils, open blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame walk, and the captive going free. Blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. Now, watch the next verse Isaiah, I'm sorry, John 9 4. I must work the works of him that sent me. Now, let's focus on that. I must work. The works of Him that sent me. God sent Him to do the works. But we find in John fourteen, He says the same thing again. He said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Me. Our Father says so many mentions. Were uh, not so, I would have told you. I got to prepare a place for you. And where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know. In the way, you know. Now, where is He going? It's the same thing he said in john 8 13 through 27 he tells those pharisees i go my way and whether i go you cannot come and they said well where will you go will you kill yourself because you say whether i go we cannot come is he going to the gentiles he's leaving the country what's he doing And Jesus proceeded from the Father, going back to the Father. Is that spirit that came into the world and goes back to that spirit. Not around it, not beside it, to it. So Jesus stated, he that believeth on me believes not on me, but on him that sent me. And Jesus said that. I must work the works of him that sent me. While it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Now, we see that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, God himself. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. But how did he do it? Did he talk to a second person or a third person of the Godhead? Obviously not. And God said that there be light. He created by his own words, not a different spirit, his own word. The word is spirit. The word is life. God is spirit, God is life. And in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And Bereshit, Barah, Elohim, 8, the Alaf tov That's the A to the Z, the longest chapter in your Bible, the Hebrew ABC theory, and all the attributes of God. So, Bereshit, Barah, Elohim, 8, Bereshit, in the beginning, bara created Elohim, God, 8, the aloft to the Tav, the A to the Z. That's the Alpha to the Omega. Hashemayim, by Hayert, the heaven and the earth. How did He do it? By His Word. He sent His Word. He sent His Word and healed Him. He sent His Word, the Word was made flesh. It's not a different spirit. It's Emmanuel, God with us. So, what works? And that's what He's revealing now. The works of God are made manifest. Jesus said, if I had not done these works that no other man had done, they had though no, they would have cloak for their sin. Because he's done those works that no other man did, now they have no cloak for their sin. It is made evident because Jesus said, If I were the finger of God, not with the finger of the Son of God, if I were the finger of God cast out devils. Know ye, the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. It was God that was manifest in the flesh. That's 1 Timothy 3.16. Justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preaching to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. That's God himself. That's Emmanuel, God with us. It's not a second person of the Godhead. So we've been off track for many, many years. So the last... Book in the Word of God, is the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto Him to showing to His servants things, which must shortly come to pass, and signified it by His angel unto John. In Revelation 1.8, He declares the basics of who He is in person. Then, from Revelation 1 on through 22, tells His work, the works of God in judgment. Why judgment? Why so much of the seas and the land and the trees and the judgments of God? Was God angry with the trees? Was He angry with the seas and the land that He showed forth His judgments? No. It's simply that when His judgments are manifest in the earth, men will learn righteousness. Righteousness is who He is. It's the revelation of Jesus that grace reigns through righteousness, and grace comes at the revelation of Jesus Christ, First Peter 1 tells us. Well, grace reigns through righteousness, and without that righteousness, there is no grace. In other words, without the basic foundational truth of Christ, there is no grace. That knowledge must be received and built upon for the righteous man to dig deep, who is a wise man, to dig deep through the sand the various shifting doctrines of Christ to found the true rock, the rock that in whom is no verbalness of turning, the Father of lights, the true Christ, the God Almighty. And there's not but one, not three, not two, but one. And that God is revealing himself now, the true God in eternal life, Jesus Christ, and there is no other. He states that. So Jesus said, I must work the works of him that has sent me. While well, it's day for the night cometh in which no man can work. While he's in the world, he's the light of the world. What is the light of the world? Well, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. That's not a second person of the Godhead. It's a very same spirit. The same was in the beginning with God. There's only one God, one spirit. All things were made by him. Without him, was not anything made that was made. In him was Life And the life was the light of men and all life. It pleased the father that all life should be in him. Why? Because that's the servant that God chose who he states is himself. He states that in Isaiah 43, 10. He states that in John 14. He states that you believe in God, believe also in me. What? It's not another person. It's the same one being, the same Spirit of God, that is Emmanuel, God with us. And he states that, I go to prepare a place for you, where I am, there you may be also. Whether I go, you know, and the way, you know. Of course, Thomas says unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, how can we know the way? That's where he's going. Jesus said, I go my way, and whether I go, you cannot find me. Where's he going? He's going to the Father. He's going to be glorified with the Father's own self. He is that Spirit. He is the Father of glory, always has been, always will be. Came into the world uh, manifest. And the Son of God, which is the Father revealed in a body of flesh and blood. Not a second person. One and the same. As Jesus stated in John 10, 30, I and my Father are one. We are one and the same Spirit. That's not in union, uh, using the Greek word whom, but is the Greek word heis, H-E-I-S, meaning one and the same spirit. And Jesus stated the same there in John 8:24 when asked, where is your father? Jesus said, except you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. This they understood not, expected them of the father. John 9, he says the same thing. He said, I must work the works of him that sent me. So if you believe on Jesus, you believe not on him, but on him that sent him. Why? Because Jesus did nothing of himself. He is the Father revealed, and when you have that revelation, you have the the revelation of Christ that Christ is that Spirit, and he that acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed, who is allowed liar but he that not that Jesus is the Christ. Christ is the Spirit of God manifest in the days of his flesh as the man, Christ Jesus, who is the Spirit revealed in a body of flesh and blood. Christ, the Spirit, is Christ the man, one and the same. They are not two persons. You see that in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. All the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ that was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ. Christ the Spirit Is Christ the man? Now, that's the doctrine of Christ. But the problem is, is that the doctrine of Christ has not been taught through the churches. Very seldom do we ever get into the foundational truth of Christ and break it down where we're established in that true doctrine of Christ. It's not being taught. We're just taught, well, God sent His Son, you believe it, you're saved but we're not focusing on Christ, the Christology there, which is a revelation that God Himself manifested Himself in His own body of flesh and blood, and died, buried, rose again, and went back to His former glorious Spirit. That's the doctrine of Christ. Because Christ the Spirit is Christ the man, one of the same, not Christ the Spirit being in Christ Junior. You'll see that again. That That's grace. That is 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, and it goes on and says in the same epistle that the grace of our Lord Jesus comes to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, and grace reigns through righteousness. Righteousness is the revelation of Jesus. When people have uh, pleasure in unrighteousness, they do not give Jesus the glory of the Father. Nay disesteem him, his person, that he's not God. Just as the Pharisees said in Jesus in John 8, 13, Jesus, you bear record yourself. Your record is not true. You're not God. You're not divinity. You're not the spirit of God. But Jesus said, though I bear record myself, my record is true because I'm not alone. He goes on and declares that he is the father of glory. You're from beneath. I'm from above. You're of this world. I'm not of this world. He's stating to them that He is the Father and states that very plainly in John 8, 24. And that's what He's revealing now. In this last day, work of the ministry, He's not only revealing His person, that He is that self-existent, eternal Father of glory, but that He is not only the work of the ministry that will be revealed in through the body of Christ to those that have an ear to hear and receive the Word of God. And that's what God's doing now. So it behooves us to receive uh, the engrafted word of God that's well able to save us through these exceedingly great and precious promises whereby we're made partakers of his divine nature, escaping the corruption of the world through lust. That basically the foundational truth is uh, Jesus Christ. No other foundation can be laid than what is laid. The rock upon which the whole church is built is the revelation of Christ. Jesus stated that in Matthew 16. Who do you say I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Who is Christ? Christ is that Spirit. 1 Peter 1 verse 10. When it signified beforehand and testified the sufferings of Christ, that's the man, Christ Jesus, Christ the Spirit is Christ the man, one and the same. So does it behoove Christ to suffer and die, buried, rise again, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name, God's own name, the blood name, revealed name of God, Jesus, Jehovah's salvation. Repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name, that Christ, uh, it behooved Christ to suffer and enter into His glory, His own glory. You see that in Acts 2.36. that saying, Jesus whom you crucified, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made Him, that man, both Lord, that's Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ. Christ the Spirit became Christ the man, And then Christ the man came back to his former glory as Christ the Spirit. That's the doctrine of Christ. There's but one, not three, not two. And that's what God is returning back to the church in that revelation that was once delivered to the saints, that faith that was once delivered to the saints, as stated in Jude, that we must earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Because there's been these men that have crept in unawares. These ungodly men that were foreordained to that condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our Lord Jesus into lasciviousness and unlawful affection, perverse things. These are damnable heresies, denying the only Lord God, saying there is more than one. There is only one. The only begotten is not the only born, that only begotten Son in John 3.16, for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That is monogonese. It is not monogeneal Monogonase would be an only born Son. But that's not the case. It's monogenes, which is the only begotten so unique, solitary one, just as stated in Isaiah 43:10. Before me, there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. There's only one. See now that God says, I am He. I am God, thy Savior, the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. That's the, the foundation. We must return to in the person of Jesus, and then through obedience under righteousness, be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which we also suffer. And uh, these will be the ones of the living creatures that will preach this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then the end will come. Who will be found worthy? Only the ones that have gone from uh, Newborn babies, the little children, knowing that He is the Father. And that's not the end of it. That's just the beginning. The newborn babies desire the sincere miracle of the Word. They may grow thereby, 1 John 2, 12-14. But you don't stay there. You grow. Then, uh, as you grow, then you go to the next revelation of from babies to little children. The little children have known the Father. They know that Jesus is the Father. If you didn't know me, Jesus said you do not know him, the Father. Because He is the Father revealed. Uh, he is Emmanuel, God with us. Now, that's not full grown. That's the little children. Then we go on to the young men. I write to you, young man, because the Word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. Now, that is doing the will of God working out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in us, both the willing to do of His good pleasure. And then we finally reach that final epoch, the apocalyptic seal of Revelation 7, being fathers. That's full grown, weaned from the milk of the full age, having our senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. And we understand the king-priest calling of Melchizedek That we will called, we are all called as kings and priests into the Lord our God, and we will reign with the Lord a thousand years upon the earth. That is the fathers that are sealed in Revelation seven. They are sealed, the servants of God, in their foreheads, having the mind of Christ. But we cannot be sealed, cannot receive the sealing of God, if we do not know. The person of Jesus, that he is the Father of glory revealed. He's not the Son of God revealed. He's the Father revealed. For the Son of God is comprised, has two components. Number one, he is the Spirit of God without measure. For God given not the Spirit, my measure unto him. He is the servant that God chose. Isaiah 43 10, that is him himself, Emmanuel, God with us. He is that God that formed himself a body. Of flesh and blood he is that holy one of israel to be pleasing to god we have to know who he is first of all in his person and then follow on to know him in the rain the former and the latter rain it says if we follow on to know the lord his going forth is prepared as the morning and he will come to us that's a parousia as the rain both the former and the latter rain Former rain happened in Acts 2. That Pentecostal glory was revealed. Christ in us, the hope of glory. But then now we're in the latter days, the last days. That's the latter rain. Ask ye you, ask you for the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord will make bright clouds, send forth showers, every one. Grass in the fields. That's the latter rain of the Holy Ghost which only the ones sealed in Revelation 7 will proclaim that everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. We must go on to know him. It's progressive truth. Anyone that stays behind and are at ease in Zion, God warns, Woe be to them that are at ease in Zion. He said he will search Jerusalem with candles and punish all those that are settled on their lees. We must be stirred up. God dealing with you, we'd love to hear from you. Work with you in the ministry. believers and ministers of God, God calling his body together. There, please give me a call so we can work together. My country code is plus one, nine zero three seven four six four eight eight five. Don't hesitate, don't procrastinate. God's doing it now. Over a thousand ministers in Africa, not only counting India now, crying out for the word of God. We have, and we're getting messages there from Germany, all through Europe, uh, there with questions. God is doing it. Just follow on to know Him. Being confident of this very thing that He has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ is more revelation to come, don't doubt, be strong and encouraged that God will lead you on unto the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, unto a perfect man in the perfect image of Jesus Christ, which we are all called for. Give me a call, let's work together. God's called us to do it. And if you will, simply make that, make that action, make that commitment give us a call. I will get back to you where we can work together. Plus one's the country code. 903 is the area code. 746-4885. Leave your name, phone number. I'll get right back to you so that we can meet and work together in this great work of the ministry. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard. We're praying that God will perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In both body, soul, and spirit. Until the next time, brother, the Spirit saying, "Behold, the real you."